start. We tapped in once again. We're doing the Con After Dark podcast pop up edition. Yeah, this is the pop up edition where I'm dialoguing back and forth with my main man, Brother Hashim Redeemed Hakeem, on my IG live. So if it sounds a little choppy or you hear a little bit of uh, slow down interruptions, that's because I'm communicating on the cell phone. But don't worry, you just sit back and relax or get in your car and drive, man, and pay attention and, and take. let me take this ride with you. Okay, Brother Hashim, what was you saying now? Absolutely. Remember, everybody has all three as their primary ways to communicate. But then there are multiple layers is multiple layers of languages. And, you know, we are taught in the nation of Islam that no man can be successful that cannot speak clearly the people's language. So a wise person a wise communicator studies who they're trying to communicate with because the meaning of your communication will be the response that you get. The meaning of your communication will be the response that you get. So depending on how you come off, you're going to know how you came off based on how the person received the information. So that is something that you should study. So is it possible that I can mean well, but the way I came off was totally wrong? Absolutely. According, not necessarily, you say, if you could mean well, but your communication didn't come off right. You can tell how the communication came off by the results that you get. How do you know you're an effective teacher? Look at the students. How do you know you're an effective artist? Look at the fans. How do you know you're an effective husband? Gauge the happiness of your wife. How do you know if you're a good parent? Look at if the children love you or not. How do you know if you're a good uh, communicator? Look at how well the people can play back the information you gave them. So communication is all about a sender and a receiver. And this is why, from a military standpoint, the officer always gives instructions to the sentinel or to the private soldier. And the private soldier has to repeat back what the instruction was. If they can repeat it back to you, then you know that that was a clear communication. So people's perception of what you're saying, it depends on the mood that they're in. Oh, yeah. So if you're in a bad mood and you hear some good information, but if your mood ain't good, then the information going to be misunderstood. If you stressed. Because you are stressed, you're not going to receive the message properly. You ever tried to watch a movie late at night when you sleepy and you you fall asleep, you miss a whole part of the movie because you're not able to pay attention. So you receive the message improperly. But when you wake up the next day and play the same movie, 
and you try to go back to where you last remember, you'd be like, man, I missed 35 minutes. It just went right past you. So you have to be aware. But now just like you have audio, visual, and kinesthetic, you have love languages. Now that's a whole subset of communication. Just like when you have electricians. Electricians have a world of electrical communication. Every discipline carries with it its own separate language. Barbers, right? School of cosmetology, it has a language. The medical field has a whole set of language that is relative to that particular field or that world. The streets have a whole separate language exclusively for the streets. And people can get locked in or they can get locked out depending on how well they understand the language. You could go in a room full of Caucasians and the, and the white man could ask you, uh, would you like any more to drink? And you'd be like, no, I'm cool. Now, if you black and we from the hood, we know what cool means. Cool don't mean you need a jacket. Right now we're talking about the colloquial meaning or the double meaning. He said, no, I'm cool. He said, you're cool? Is it, is it, is it, is it, I need to turn the thermometer up? He just got lost. So we developed our own systems of communication as slaves to keep the master out of our conversation. And one of the first things we had was a drum. The drum told us we would communicate with other slaves through a drum beat. And the drum has always been relevant to us, even up to 2020. See, I. Right. So now you have to learn. You got to learn the languages. And I forget who wrote the book. Y'all can type it in. But they say it's five love languages on how we communicate love. And they are words of affirmation. That's one. Meaning I have to always hear you tell me you love me. I have to always hear you encourage me. I have to hear support coming out of your mouth to my ear. If I don't hear that, you don't love me. Why? Because my love language is words of affirmation. So I always need to be validated and reaffirmed. Is that, is that, that's a thing? Yeah, it's called words of affirmation. That. Correct. That's your language. See, in the, in the lessons, it says everybody must greet a Muslim in their own way. So how I perceive is different from how you may perceive. 
What is my perception based on? My experiences, my education, my upbringing, my sense of morality, all that determines my language. So some people think it's all right to, to rob, cheat, lie, and steal. They have rationalized that for it to be okay. But if you are raised in a strict religious environment, that ain't going to be cool to you. So one is words of affirmation. Another one is quality time. The only thing I'm going to understand is how much time you spend with me. Ooh, quality time. That's a big one. He putting in quality time, but he ain't putting it in with her. He putting it in in the work. No, it just means that they have a different language. See what he's doing by working 12, 14, 16, 18 hours a day. He is doing what's called acts of service. That's a language. You could tell that I love you by what I do for you. That's acts of service. So some people feel like if you're not doing something for them, you don't love them. That means that the that means that the parents' particular love language is acts of service. But the child's love language may be words of affirmation. So because the child never heard it, that in the child's mind, they never experienced it. But in the parent's mind, the child is ungrateful. All this stuff I do for you, you don't see this nice house I put you in. You don't see these shoes I bought you. See, the parent is saying, I do this because I love you. But the child says, my, I don't want none of that. I just want to hear you say it. So she she probably more than likely was acts of service. Now, then you got so you got acts of service. You got words of affirmation. You got quality time. Then you got the giving of gifts. Some people equate love with what you give them. If you don't buy me nothing, you don't love me. If you love me, you'll, you'll go into debt and get this car. If you love me, you'll buy the biggest ring you can find for me. If you love me, you'll give me the Gucci outfit. You, you'll buy me the, the MCM. But wait a minute, bro, Hashim. That's some people's love language. They only understand love by what you give them. If you don't give them nothing, that means in their mind you don't love them. Oh, yeah. See, this kind after dark, man, that's where you're going to get some knowledge, but it's going to be so real and so plain. You feel what I'm saying? See what I'm see? How I just take a little intermission and, and bring a little spirit back into that thing to make sure we all together. Yeah, so he said, I don't remember her saying I love you, but I do. Yeah. 
I heard somebody that I was coaching say, you know that the child raises the man. The child in you raises the adult in you because you have never recovered from your traumatic experiences as a child. You, you was beat as a child. So you became frozen in a defense way of living a fearful way of living and you never got out of that. So even though you're bigger, your fear is still present. Oh, oh, you attract what you are. Even though we say opposites attract and like repels because you're feeling oriented you may have been attracted to somebody that made you feel a certain way. But that person might not even be feeling oriented. But something about how they made you feel attracted you to them. Now you with them, right? Now you with them, but they love language ain't uh, uh, physical touch. That's another love language. Some people is always touchy feely. You ever talk to somebody and every few sec seconds they tap you when they talking. They be like, man, you know what I'm talking about? Hey, you feel you feel what I'm saying? Because that person is a feeling or physical touch oriented person. They express their love through physical touch. That's called uh, uh, they they need affection. So I equate love to you holding me. If you don't hold me and I'm a, a, a touch oriented person and you never hold me, that means you don't love me. Even though you told me in their mind. Because they not words of affirmation people. So my ex, my children's mother, she was visual. I was words of affirmation. So I always be writing and talking about what Allah said and man, don't you understand the struggle is real. And she was like, bump all that. Show me. Let me see it then. I hear you, but I need to see it. And when she didn't see that money, when she didn't see that car with some gas in the tank, oh no, I don't love her. And I would get more and more angry because I'm trying to I buy you a card. You know what I'm saying? I, I put some nice little words to it. But she don't want the words. She want a car to be in. She want the bills paid. And if she ain't getting that, hey, man, you don't love me. So somebody asked about what's the name of a book you could find that in. The name of the book is called The Five Love Languages. You can actually go online to take the test. What is your love language test? Everybody listening, somebody can type that in. Love language test. And it's going to ask you about 40 questions. And it's going to show you when you get done what your love language is.
And now once you learn your love language, now you know better how to communicate with other people. Uh, I am desire. I don't know the author's name. Um, somebody could look it up, but it's literally called the five love languages. Because you could be with a person for five years, 10 years, and not know the person's language. Remember the lesson said, no man can be successful that cannot speak clearly the people's language. So if you learn the person's language, this is how, this is how you could tell almost right off the bat. I got this as a question in my ebook called The Conversation Pieces. I threw a love language question in there. And the object of this, it's 100 questions and answers or situations, right? So like if you and your woman is talking, it's the ebook I got. It's available right now. It has 100 prompts, questions, situations that you got to be straightforward about when you answer it. So one of those questions is, if you could only pick one, one way in which a person could prove to you that they love you, would it be A, by telling you, B, hugging and kissing you, C, buying you something nice, D, helping you do something, or E, spending time with you? You only can pick one. Only one telling you acts of service. See, boom. So now I know that that's what your love language is. If I know that about you, now I got to be like, Brother Hashim, you need me to do anything? Brother Hashim, can I help you with something? What you need me to do? I heard, I hear you, I used to hear you say that all the time. But what you need me to do though? Because that's your language. That's number one. Now, what's the second most important thing? Yep. Do you want, do, do they have to touch you? Do, do they have to tell you? Do they have to buy you something? So that's the order of importance because all of us are all five. But again, one is dominant. You need to learn the person's dominant language. Once you know the dominant, a lot of women's dominant language is quality time. Ooh, quality. You ain't even got to be doing nothing with them. They just want you on the couch. Yeah, man. You, they, look, they don't care as long as they can see you. Time. And the, the more time you put in, the more you love them. So if you find a job making $10,000 a month, but it takes away your time being spent with them, now they feel like you don't love them no more, even though you're going to get $10,000. See, look, look at them in the comments. They bear witness. Then other people, hey, man, you got to hold me. I want to be held. I want to hold your hand in public when we're walking. I want you to hug me. I want you to put your, your, your right hand in my back pocket while we're walking. I want to grab your hand. You got to rub the back of my head. See? That's a person who's all about physical touch. So this is all part of learning yourself. Because if you don't know yourself, 
I don't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. And you gave her words of affirmation, but you said if the bills weren't paid and if certain things was uh, no gas in the car, in her mind, you didn't love her. Correct. So, and that frustrated you. And it frustrated her. Mm-hmm. And they weren't asking for no money, but they, they didn't have the dirty kind of homeless, but they was something was going on. They didn't look drug type of they looked like they but they were sitting on the curb trying to but they was together. They, they was an item, homeless. And it made me think, man, these people on the they homeless and they still together. But you gotta, you gotta, you don't know what was the dynamics in that situation. Yeah, they looked like they was together, but how happy did they look? So, hey, that's a hell of a relationship. If they homeless sitting on the curb, you know it ain't no peace up in there. How can you be at peace and you ain't secure? There's no peace without security. And for a woman, security is, I don't have to worry about these lights going off. Security is, we not going to be thrown out of this house or this apartment this month. Security is, we got food on the table. That's right. But without finance, any romance is a nuisance. You were never in love in the first place. You was in love with the money and what it represented. Yeah. What about acro? What about acrimony? Come on now. Hey, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I like all them love type movies. I be watching them because to me, because I am a, a romantic person at heart. I, I'm one of them people that believe in the power of love. As long as we love each other, we can get through whatever the situation is. 
No, because they only go by what they see. They only go by what they feel. But if for me as a word oriented person, the word can sustain me because my faith is in the word. So I could be dead broke. But if I got the word, I know me being broke is only temporary. But if I don't care about the word and I'm hit with a trial, I don't have anything to sustain me. So if I don't love the word, the word is not going to sustain me. Even though scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Quran says it a little different. Quran says only those who listen accept. See, you have different degrees. I could hear you, but I didn't listen. And in order for me to listen, that is a skill set. It's called active listening. And this is why people can be saying the same thing, but because they're not listening, there is a breakdown in communication between the sender and the receiver. And the breakdown in between is called noise. See, the noise could be the bill ain't paid. That's the noise. So I, I can't hear you. The noise could be the car getting repoed. So I can't hear you because I'm thinking about this car. I'm thinking about how I'm going to get to work. So. I don't need you telling me you love me right now. I got to get to work. Correct. Correct. So you got a misfire. They, they both miss each other right there because her language is you got to show me an act of service. He don't understand that he got to show her by his, his actions. She don't understand that he needs to hear it while he's trying to do it. But trying ain't good enough. Oh no. See, 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 you could try to pay your rent try to pay your rent with the landlord and see how long you stay in that house. Yeah, you to tell the landlord on the 5th, I tried to pay you. But she didn't get with you, brother Hashim. She didn't get with you because you was trying. She got with you because she believed.
Because what is love, first of all? Love, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, is freedom, justice, and equality. Love is not this emotional thing that we make it to be. Love ain't emotions. Love is the creative force out of which emotion comes. So if I love you, I'm going to give you freedom. If I love you, I'm going to give you justice. I'm going to treat you right. I'm going to be fair. If I can't, if I can't talk to no men, you can't talk to no women. That's justice. Love is equality. What's good for one is good for the other. There are no big eyes and little U's. It's one team. See? So love is both a verb and it's also a noun. Yeah, that's called a gerund, G-E-R-U-N-D. That means it's a it's an action word and it's a thing. You got to have them both together. Hold on one second, boy. See how these podcasts keep rolling. Hey man, y'all stay tuned. It's Young Kind of Don, man. I'll see y'all on the next episode. You did.